Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Connected by Community, brought to you by Ballantyne Capital Advisors. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Kolonchenko. With me is Cameron Cannon. And we have a special guest, Joel German with Fourth Dimension Photography. How's it going? Good, man. I appreciate you having me out this oh, morning. Oh, we appreciate you bring, uh, coming on. And yeah. before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So I was born and raised in Greenville, South Carolina. But like I told you guys, I've been all over the world. And I'm very fortunate and blessed to uh, be a professional photographer doing something that I lo have always loved to do. And that it has afforded me the opportunity to travel the world. But I'm located here in the upstate of South Carolina, and that's where I do most of my business. How'd you get into photography? Great question. All right, so since I was six, seven years old, I've always had a fascination with photography. And so I can remember at seven asking my parents, can I get a camera for my birthday? Like, what, that's all I want. They're like, you're too young. You don't know. It's like, you're going to break it, you know? So they got me a disposable camera <laughs> and I was excited. Like I'm going to take advantage of all 24 photos on this little <laughs> 35 millimeter camera. And so I went to town, those photos, I still have them, but they're nothing to write home about, you know, I was eight. But over the years, every time I ran into someone with a camera, if I was at a wedding or an event or just out and about. And saw someone with a nice camera, I would boldly walk up to them and just start asking them questions. And a camera, why'd you pick that camera? What kind of lens? What, why did you like tell me why you did that? I'm a kid, I'm a teenager, I'm asking these questions, and people were just so generous in sharing that knowledge. And so over time, I just started expanding that knowledge and then eventually had my own camera and explored. All the excitement of going out and taking photos of people, nature, cars, whatever it was. And the more photos I took, the more and, and showed them off to people, the more I got, ooh, you should print those. You should sell those. You should do this professionally. And that went on for a couple of years of me going, no, no, it's just a hobby. If I do it professionally, it'll take away all the joy of the hobby. Mm. So I'm just going to do it as a hobby. Until 2015, summer of 2015, had a rare and exciting opportunity unfold. I, it, I had back-to-back -back experiences three days in a row where I felt that there was like something needed to change. And I wasn't quite sure what it was. And then I got a phone call from, from my mom who was finishing up a three-week work tour in Sydney saying, I just met someone. They want a photographer for their wedding in six months in Sydney. What do you say? I was like, um, I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'll I'm be in. there. <laughs> Put me in, coach. <laughs> and so if you want to hear the entire story, which is exciting, it's on my YouTube channel under Joel German. It is how I became a professional photographer. That's awesome. But to give you the short and sweet, it was just being passionate about it, being excited about it, constantly wanting to learn and grow and then ultimately having someone say we like your work we want to hire you come shoot for us and it was in sydney so you, you flew across the world my <laughs> for first, your first gig my first gig my first like okay i did stuff for you know family and friends yeah and, you know, they they supported me but my first like i haven't met you yet and i have to travel for it my first gig was in sydney 
And uh, that was a dream come true. And, and in that moment, is that when fourth dimension photography sort of came about? Well, so that phone call inspired the actions of setting up the business, putting together a website, all the social medias, and putting together a portfolio to then write them and say, yes, here's my company. <laughs> here's what I can do. Uh, how can I serve you? And what was really neat about this particular job is the groom is from uh, Ghana, Africa, and the bride is from uh, where in Australia. So they're an interracial couple. And so they asked, it was a huge wedding. Uh, they asked so many, I think they said 20 photographers in Sydney, hey, we want to hire you. Like, let's see what your work is. Uh, we also know that sometimes with lighting and different skin tones, that can be a situation for photographers. So how do you guys feel about that? They had six out of the 20 right off the bat say, yeah, sorry, we're not comfortable enough uh, with our experience to do that. But when they, that was their big question for me is how much experience do you have with interracial couples or families or photos? Like what's your experience there? And I, I just smiled and wrote, wrote them back. And I said, here are 32 examples of recent shoots I've done. And I had just done two interracial shoots that week. I have an interracial family, uh, friends. Like I have, that's all I had. <laughs> I had a portfolio full of that. <laughs> so I sent it over to him and I was like, what do you think? She goes, oh, you're hired. Uh, tell me how much a plane ticket costs. That's awesome. It was. It so was so crazy the things that go in. Like I would have never have thought that. Like you take a picture, like a, just take a picture at it, and didn't even know to think about that. So that's insane, right? Like uh, there's there's taking a picture and capturing something, and then there's also taking the picture and being artistic with it. But the name Fourth Dimension Photography comes from taking it one step further than that and bringing some empathy into the creation of the photo and really connecting with the subject. And sometimes there is the opportunity to uh, have a conversation that puts the subject in the right space. And I'm saying subject because it could be guy, girl, it could be a company, it could be a kid, it could be mm -hmm. a family. Uh, so fourth dimension photography is based in this idea of bringing empathy into the environment and, and bringing out true expression and capturing that in a way that is, it just draws you and you're like, Oh, I can see what they were going through or I can see what you were trying to convey. And so it's, it's bringing some emotion into the photo. It's like bringing the art back into it almost. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. So you talked about doing wedding shoots. I know one of your other big things is headshots. Can I guess you mm -hmm. speak on that and some of the other you know services that you offer as well? Yes. So uh, weddings, I love them. They're a giant celebration. Uh, I can dive all in and have the best of time. I'm a fun wedding photographer, hands down. And there's a full day of recovery that happens after the wedding. And then a whole week of work and editing that follows that. And so what I love about the headshot experience is I get to have a more intimate and personal uh, interaction with a, with a guy or a girl who, or whoever's in the studio and really dive into what has them there, who they are and what they're uh, out to accomplish in life and then capture the series of photos that come 
in response to those questions. And I love taking someone who walks into the studio, says, ah, it's just, I gotta be honest, I'm a little flustered. I'm really shy. I'm terrible in front of a camera. Or all the comments that come at the beginning of a session. Could you make me thinner? Yeah, Yeah. you make me thinner. Uh, I had a bad acne breakout. Um, My hair's not doing its thing today. And so there's usually a lack of confidence. Not always, but I would say, you know, eight out of 10 people that come in, they're demonstrating some sort of unease when they walk in. And I love the opportunity to walk them and guide them through an experience where they can just relax and step into who they, they really are, and then capture that. And, and I give them live previews of the photos I'm taking. Like, they can see them in real time. And it is so inspiring to watch their whole persona change throughout the course of the shoot, going from about a one on the confidence scale to, I had one lady, she goes, oh, I'm a 25 plus. 25 plus. <laughs> <laughs> she saw him and she's like, yeah, I'm doing the thing. Yeah. Today. <laughs> so there's, there's a, I love the controlled environment of the studio and I love the, the personal inner, I don't have to focus on lighting and, oh, there's a person walking in the background. I get to focus on the interaction that I'm having, bring out the best in people and capture that and, and really boost their confidence and give them an album of photos that they can go out and employ in a way that if, like if it's for business, like it's just, they have the, op- I expose them in the best light possible so they can engage new clients with ease. Wow. So that's, that's what I, I've never thought of headshots. pictures. No, yeah. I think of my wife being like, Hey, let's take a picture. And she like pulls out her little iPhone and yeah. it's like taking yeah. a picture. Yeah. <laughs> now, now you do port, do you do family photos? Do you do, do. around holidays? I guess Christmas is coming up. Yes. Yeah, I do family photos. Uh, if, if you have a photography need, I would love to talk to you about it. If I'm not capable of doing it, then I have someone I can refer you to. And sometimes the, the jobs are big and we need two or three or four mm-hmm. photographers. So, yeah, I, I love knowing the craft, but then each opportunity presents uh, the, uh, each shoot presents the opportunity to to tackle new problems mm-hmm. as far as constructing like lighting or composition. But yeah, I do family, uh, headshots, a lot of marketing and branding work, okay. real estate shoots too. That's awesome. And drone well, work. What do you, what do you say to somebody? It's like, Oh, I'll just for LinkedIn, for example, that's like the biggest professional networking platform. They're like, Oh, I'll just get to take a picture with the iPhone and that'll be my headshot. What do you say to somebody that says that to you? I say too many people use bad photos and it costs them revenue because, and you can, you can take a, I mean, when people have said, yeah, my aunt Susie's going to do my, uh, my photos at my wedding. She's, she's got a camera. So she's, she's, <laughs> she's got one of those little disposable go, cameras. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Disposable. Maybe she's got uh, a T300 that she picked up on uh, black Friday. Maybe she's using an iPhone. I have no judgment towards the camera you're using. And there's a lot of experience, knowledge that I bring to the table as far as constructing the shoot, anticipating perfect shot moments, and and lining up keepsake moments where you're gonna you're gonna want to have those those great shots. And so you are more than welcome to take your photo on an iPhone 
uh, you can get great photos on an iPhone. And it, it's not always the camera that you're paying for. You're paying for this experience and the expertise that is behind the camera. So, so you took this hobby and created a business and, and, and earlier you, you stated you, you weren't sure you wanted to do that because you loved the hobby. How, how's that been? Great question. <laughs> so I started the business uh, was a seven years ago, 2015. And then I noticed in 2017 that I was getting so busy with life and I was falling out of the, the passion wasn't there. The, the hobbyist mentality was gone and it was rekindled in, in 2018. And, and I've had to sometimes just take a step back and go, all right, I've been doing a lot of stuff for, for clients, which they have certain things they need. They have certain things they want. So what can I do to rekindle my passion and excitement? And so I've had various ideas over the years that re-engage that. Sometimes I follow all the way through on them. Sometimes I just go out and, and dabble in it and that reignites my passion. But lately, uh, what was it? June, I think. Throughout the summer, if I didn't have a shoot, I just walk downtown, walk through Greenville with my camera, walk up to people, introduce myself and say, hi, my name is Joel. I'm a local professional photographer. I'm not trying to charge you anything. I would just love to give you the gift of photography. If you're okay with it, I'll take a picture of you, your family. Like I was walking up to people around the falls. Like you're out there trying to catch yourself selfie. Let me take your photo. And here's my card. If you'll just text me, email me, or hit me up on social media, I'll send you the photo free of charge. And the response I got was exciting. I that had so is, much fun that with is, it. That is, really that is cool. one way to rekindle yes. that fire. Because then I get to take the perspective I want. There's no, you have to do it this way, Joel. It's do what you want. Have fun with it. Be creative. And you're giving back too, which and always I'm feels good. Giving, which fills me up with so much joy. Yeah. So you're running a business, or are you a solo photographer? How's how's running the business and uh, and uh, doing your hobby at the same time? How's that? Yeah, great question. Because there are a lot of hats to wear. <laughs> <laughs> it, I run the business by myself, and I say that, but I have a great support network around me of mentors, people who speak into me. Uh, co coach me or uh, that I can go to and seek advice, insight, or just bounce ideas off of. But otherwise I have to schedule out all the marketing, all I pay someone for the taxes, but like if, if I can't do it, I pay someone else to do it. But if I can do it and I'm going to have fun doing it, then, then I'll have fun doing it. And there there's work involved. I don't necessarily gather much joy from sending out invoices. But, you know. <laughs> you got to do it to get paid though. <laughs> yeah, I find my that's, I think that is a big thing for artists. You've heard the phrase starving artists. And I think it's because art, and I run into this listening to other artists. It's, we love what we do. We hate asking for money for it. And so that has been, uh, one of the bigger struggles of running the business is understanding my value and then requesting that people also understand that. Yeah. 
I see that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a great thing to, to say, you know, if you, you love what you do, but you know, it's kind of, you took a hobby and turned it into a business. That's gotta be a, it's kind of a hard line to yeah. transition into. Like I had one guy, he said, Hey, I've got products that I need photographed all white background, um, putting together a website, you know, what's your cost on a product? I was like, all right, cool. Well, how many products, how big is this production? Um, because all those can play factors mm-hmm. into, you know, studio time editing. And he goes, man, so yeah, I appreciate your quote. I love your work, but I need something a little bit cheaper. I was like, cool. Okay. What do you need cheaper for? Like, this is, a, I dove into what he's getting, what, what he is actually wanting. And he goes, well, I found someone else who would do it for half the price. I said, awesome. I mean, I'm, you can get the same thing for half the cost. Go for it. Hmm. Who is it? Like, what are they doing? He said, well, somebody who's just starting their business, they said they can come to me and do it. And so they don't have an, a studio. I mean, just make sure that they know what they're doing when they show up. If You hire, hire this young lady. And I said, I've got a studio, $20,000 worth of gear that, and two decades of experience that I'm bringing to the table even though I've only been doing this professionally for seven years. Uh, but if, if you need to save some money, um, yeah, that's by all me. means. Mm-hmm. He goes, no, no, I'll keep my appointment. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one thing that's tough kind of any business. I know we see it too is, you know, some people just won't own everything for free. And if they not, do. they're like, Oh, I'll go find somebody cheaper Well, cheaper. Doesn't always mean, you know, it's going to be the same quality. You can't have cheap, fast, and, you know, good. Yeah. You, you got to only be able to pick two. So, yeah. uh, you know, if, you, if you're throwing cheap in there, it's probably not going to be two the best. of the three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. You want fast, quality, or cheap. <laughs> yeah. You can't have all of them. Yeah. What, what, what's some of the funnest shoots you've done that have really just brought you joy, even if it, you know, wasn't something you got paid for? Great question. So I go back to a wedding experience that I had here in Greenville. Uh, talk about working with other photographers. Uh, two two photographers that I know were one of them got hired to shoot this wedding, big wedding, and so my buddy was hired to be the second shooter. However, he had another gig lined up for the first part of the day. He's like, "Hey, I've got a nine o'clock appointment. I can't get there until eleven. Wedding starts at nine thirty. Can you go fill in for me from 9.30 to 11? Yeah, call photographer number one. Hey, I'm filling in for photographer number two. Oh, awesome. That's exciting. I show up and I'm just volunteering. These are my friends. Um, I, we, we just help each other out. I'm not asking for any money. So I show up all dressed to the nines. You know, I'm ready for wedding day. Turns out I was wearing the exact same thing. I, I knew nothing. I found out about this the day before. I knew nothing about the wedding party, but I showed up wearing the same outfit that the groom and the, <laughs> the groomsmen were wearing. <laughs> and so they're like, hey, another groomsman. Yeah. And he's got a camera. So I show up, I shoot them getting ready. I'm, I'm following them through downtown. Uh, they're getting excited. And then photographer number two shows up. He's like, all right, cool, man. I'm, I'm here. I'm ready to go. Thank you so much for filling in for me. And the groom and the, the groomsmen are like, dude, who are you? Like, this guy's part of the group. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, buddy, your services are not needed anymore. <laughs> yeah, they're, so I've already 
can uh, like I've already built the rapport. Built yeah. the rapport. Yeah. We are all hamming it up. They're they're like, we gotta go to a bar. Let's uh, I'll buy you a drink. We gotta get a group photo of us cheersing. <laughs> and so I'm I'm part of the bro group, you know. And so it was almost like I got to be a part of the wedding because I had no responsibilities from that point forward. And I didn't have another shoot until four in the afternoon. So I ended up hanging out with them all day and just being shooter number three. Yeah. And that became, it became a joke. They're like, I thought you were going to leave after 11. <laughs> nope. I'm hanging out having fun with you guys. And so I, I hung out for the rest of the, of the day, even came back after my shoot at four, came back at six and, and finished out the reception with them. And the bride and groom emailed photographer one after the fact and said, you guys were great. Your team was awesome. We really appreciate they named all three of us. Oh, that's awesome. And it was just really cool to be a part of that, even though I didn't get paid. That's awesome. That's awesome. Because weddings are stressful for a lot for the of groom, people. for the bride. Um, how, how do you make it less stress, right? Because everyone everyone cares about the photos, right? The photos are the memories. They're, yeah. they're you know. They're they're it lasting all forever. Be magazine perfect, exactly. And the stress off are, without a hitch. Stress levels are high. The the mother in law. The mother in law. <laughs> the stress is just. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you are not wrong. Uh, typically, the groom is not stressed at all. It's normally the mother of the bride wanting to make sure that her daughter's wedding is perfect. It's not always the case. Sometimes it's the bride. And you asked, how do I diffuse that? And this is where I talk about the conversation with the person in the studio. I have experience with coaching and like being coached and coaching others and tapping into that and, and really helping them understand that stress is all invented. So real in the moment, like, oh, I'm stressed out. But it's like, okay, well, could you just take that and put it in a bucket? Can we measure it? And it's like stepping them out of that. What are you actually stressed about? What is actually happening for you that has you say that you're stressed? And then uh, uh, affording them the opportunity to just speak freely. And I might get my head chewed off, but uh, just say, all right, cool. Well, let's see what we can do to relieve that. And there was one wedding that I was working. All the fun stories come from. <laughs> From wedding. Oh, absolutely. I, I could talk about my wedding if yeah. you want. <laughs> so there was an Italian wedding that I show up to. No, always. Yeah, always. They, they tell me the wedding starts at four. So show up at 3.30. I show up at 3.30 and the building's locked. There's Not a soul on the site. I'm expecting, you know, to be the last one there at 3.30. And like, I'm going to be showing up late and we're just going to be rolling down the aisle at four. No. Four o'clock. Bride and mother of the bride show up on the scene. Ghost town otherwise. I'm like, all right, well, this is going to be fun. So there's a lot of stress from the beginning. They're like, he said he was going to be here. Or there, there. Uh, everybody's on their own schedule. And so it was really oh, 5.30 before everyone was ready to go. Mother of the bride is very stressed out. Top all that off with she walks up to me right after the ceremony right before we go into the reception, she walks up to me and hands me a two page single space size 12 Roman 
new Roman font list of names of shots that she wants. She goes, I want to pick. These, this is the shot list. This is the go, family. This hold is the on, family. Hold on. We had a shot list conversation. <laughs> <laughs> what oh, is this? <laughs> I've already got the shot list. She goes, no, no. I revised it this morning. I go, okay, cool. I don't know who Uncle Sam and Aunt Bertha are, though. <laughs> or where, like. So tell you what, Mom. Um, Let's do this. And she's stressed that she has to get this. So I said, all right, tell you what. Let's tackle it together. Let's be a team on this one. Um, because I don't I want to make sure that we get everybody on here and we don't miss anyone so that you can be calm. And I did not want to take on any of that stress. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, tell you what, here's a pen. You point out the people. I'll line them up, get the shot. You cross their name out and we'll go find the next people. We made it two photos in where she hands me the pen back crumples it up and she goes, I don't want to herd cats today. Forget this. She threw it over and uh, the bartender walks up. He was reading the stress all over her. He goes, ma'am, I got you a shot. (laughs) She goes, thanks. You, Joel, you have fun. (laughs) (laughs) That's insane. That's great. Yeah. I I love the passion that you have for doing what you do. And um, we have a signature question that we typically ask and it's what makes you tick? Mm-hmm. Now you could take that two ways. We we've had guests take it. What makes them mad? We have guests make what makes them motivated. I appreciate the uh, the vagueness, <laughs> and I took it as what motivates me. All right, what lights a fire in my soul? What brings me to life? Mm-hmm. And I would say, hands down, is serving other people. And to your point, giving back bringing joy to others when I can help someone else be or feel successful. I feel like I've done my job and I just so happen to have a passion for photography, a passion for people and a lot of experience with communication. And so when I can marry all those together and help someone that brings me so much joy. Awesome. Yeah. That's that's great. We really appreciate you joining us today yeah. on Connect by Community. You know, we, we started this podcast to to reach out to people like you and and allow you to tell your story to our audience and and hopefully um people reach out and, and if you need photos, it's the holiday season. Um so hopefully people reach out. How could people actually contact you? That's perfect. So the most direct way to contact me is to call or text 864-354-0668. Or you can, you can find me on my website, fourthdimensionphotography.com. It's all spelled out. Or on socials at uh, four, uh, it's the number four, D underscore Joel. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you all for joining us for another episode of Connected by Community brought to you by Ballantyne Capital Advisors. Please like us, share us on all social media platforms, uh, all, all uh, uh, podcast platforms. Um, until we see you again, go make our community great.
All information during this podcast is for discussion purposes only, should not be construed as advice. Please seek the advice of appropriate professionals before acting on anything in this podcast. Past performance is not an indicator of future results. Securities through Triad Advisors, LLC, member FINRA. Advisor services through Ballantyne Capital Advisors, Inc., Triad Advisors, and Ballantyne Capital Advisors are not affiliated.